0: Welcome in, everybody. We have a special episode today. I'm excited about this. This is really fun. We are talking to musician, artist, Andrew Hagar. Thank you for your time. It's a pleasure to meet you and, and have a fun conversation. I'm very excited.
1: Likewise. Thank you so much for
0: having me. And for those watching and listening who um, just might not know who your father is, Sammy, and it's just, it, it's very special uh, to see this and to hear you and to see all this about you and your family and just really a part of pop culture history, I think, would be the best way to describe it and to pay tribute in a way. I'm very interested to know, because of all of this, I mean, it's interesting because you have to put together and do all of this and cover all this. How do you even go about this and deciding what you're going to do and how you're going to do it? And be able to cover all the things that you want to cover. it's just a lot of fun.
1: I mean, it was fun. Um, I did about seven hours of interviews with um Glass Entertainment. It was a production team that that made the show for Paramount and MTV. And it was a really great process. I mean, we you know, we talked about some really heavy stuff, talked about some funny stuff, watched some old footage from um M T V the VMAs and stuff, and um Yeah, I was a little disappointed because originally there were supposed to be 10 episodes um, for everybody and they condensed it at the last second down to five. But I think they did a really good job of showing like the comedic interplay between my father because we have a pretty funny relationship. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's great. And it was an honor to be a part of uh, of an MTV show, given that I grew up watching a lot of music videos on MTV back when it was still music. I know that's
0: another thing, too. Like it's something that just doesn't exist anymore, period. Right. And to be able to, I'm 49, so growing up and watching all of this, watching just all of these different things, it was, it was fun and, and, uh, very nostalgia to, to just kind of be a part of it. So I'm very curious to know you are a very successful and talented musician by your own Thank right. You. Absolutely. And you've done so many great things, but growing up in a family and having your dad be who he is was music just naturally a part of your life and something that you were drawn to, or were there other things that came along first? And then of course this now.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I got started professionally a little late with music. Um, but I was always exposed to it. Music was a huge part of my life. Uh, when I was a teenager, I had a radio show for four years. Prior to that, I was doing, you know, theater and, uh, both musical theater and like Shakespearean stuff. Um, I started playing drums at a really young age and singing in choir. I mean, I was always exposed to music and, uh, you know, I started going to shows very early, whether I was going to see whatever nineties alternative bands, like uh silver chair and like, um, local age or, you know, going to like hardcore shows in the East Bay, you know, stuff like that. Like, I mean, I was really exposed to a lot of different kinds of music, uh, especially once I started doing radio when I was about 16 or so. And, um, yeah, I'm just really thankful for, you know all of those formative experiences, so that when I did finally flip the switch and start playing music uh, on a more you know professional level, writing music for other people's consumption, um, you know I had a lot of experience to draw upon, and I think that's kind of what sets it apart from other people, maybe.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. But I mean, I love your music. I think it's fantastic. Thank you. And it, yeah, absolutely. And I'm very interested to know growing up in the family that you grew up in and and those types of influences, what were those moments like? Were you able to watch a lot of what your dad did and be a part of those experiences? Because I think, I mean, your life obviously is markedly different than what most people <laughs> might be used sure.
1: to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I grew up, uh, I've, I've said it before, but like, you know, my parents got divorced when I was seven. I grew up with my mom, uh, and led a pretty normal middle-class lifestyle. Um, and then when I would go, hang out with my dad, obviously, it was very different. Um, He took me on the road, so I had a lot of exposure when he was touring with Van Halen, and then in the years after that, when he was reestablishing his solo career. um, You know, so I saw a lot of things uh, in the music industry from a different perspective than what most people see, and I also had, like I said, a fairly normal life to temper my expectations and my values and all these things, Um, and I think both of those were tremendously important. Uh, My mom was also, like, a tremendous folk, uh, alternative country style songwriter. So I took a lot more influence from her than I did from my father. And I mean, in most of my music before this batch of songs, I've I've started releasing over the last year or two. Most of the stuff I was releasing over the last six or seven years was more folk, Americana, folk rock. And uh, I would credit my mom with being a, a massive influence on me more so than my father.
0: I love that. I think it's great just to be able to grow up in a family that encourages artistic creativity and not necessarily, although you have influences clearly, as you just mentioned, but not necessarily maybe driving you in one direction or another. Right. Right. Uh, You're not like trying to recreate things per se, but not not a chance. It's interesting because I've seen other interviews where there are, kids and adults now who like bailey littrell comes up to my mind you know brian littrell's son and he's obviously
1: he's very super talented
0: talented. yeah but also he's like i love what my dad does and i think it's very cool but i'm like not interested in that style of music necessarily but it's still respectful in a way i'm very interested to know because you have your very you have your creative space and the way that you go about things, but do you ever find yourself uh, challenged creatively or not necessarily knowing where to go when you're writing and creating things? And if so, how do you work your way out of those spaces? Cause I find what you do uh, and other creatives in general, just so fascinating. Cause it's, I think so different than what most people would be used to.
1: Totally. I mean, um, the creative process is interesting. I think any artist can tell you, uh, I wish it was like a tap that you could turn on and off, but it just kind of happens when it comes, it comes and you can't really choose. I mean, um, I try to, you know, do writing exercises every day, whether it's in my journal or whether I'm just sitting there, you know, jamming at home with a guitar, trying to find something, whether it's a melody or a a little progression or something. Um, But, you know, I've I've woken up before with like fully formed songs in my mind and I got to get to a guitar as soon as I can. And then some days when I'm trying to write, I have, what i think is a good idea and i just cannot figure out how to articulate it and then uh, i take some space from it i'll go you know work out or go hang out with some friends or go somewhere and uh, like anything else when you're trying to remember like a name that's on the tip of your tongue and you can't remember it and then you start talking about something else then that thing comes out later you know when you when you're not focusing on it so the mind is really interesting in that way it's uh has its own way of figuring things out and kind of untying the knots. You just got to kind of let it and take some space from it. You know um, the worst thing you, you can do, I think as a creative is try to force yourself to do something. You kind of just mm. have to let it happen. I know there's a lot of different uh, conflicting ideologies on this stuff. I mean, I think plenty of great writers have said like, just write like, you know, you're not, you're not supposed to be doing the thing unless you can't help yourself, but do the thing. Right. And I think, you know, music obviously is, is similar in some ways to like writing a novel or something. You're trying to find an idea and uh, tailor it the best way that you can so that, you know, it's whatever eloquent and whatever you're trying to express, whatever kind of idea you're trying to express. But music is also different in that, like, you really can't force it out. It kind of just has to come out on its own, you know, so you got to just let it happen.
0: Yeah, I love that. And again, to your point that you just mentioned, it's like, just right, right, right. But I imagine yep. like anything else that there comes a point where you have to take a break because it's like, Ooh. even some of the greatest creatives out there, I'm certain come with challenges and not being able to put ideas on paper and stuff like that. Absolutely. Especially if it's somebody that has a label that's pushing them, like we need 12 songs, And we need them by this time. And then we're going to send you on a 50 city tour. Well, and not that that's bad necessarily, you know what I'm saying? But I think it lends itself to the fact of what you do when it comes to writing and performing and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Just so different. Do you bounce ideas off your parents and and that sort of thing still? Or do you just like to go into your own thing and then go, okay, this is what I've got. And here it is. It's ready for the world to, to yeah. enjoy and to consume.
1: A little bit of both. I mean, um, when I'm developing ideas myself, if it's something I really like, I, you know, sometimes I'll send it to my dad a little early when it's still like a rough demo, or send it to my mom, and they have like vastly different tastes, you know. So, you know, the heavier stuff. I know when I send it to my mom, for instance, if she's like, "Oh man, this is," you know, it's a little, little, it's a little heavy. You know? I'm <laughs> like, okay, cool. I know I'm going. right direction you know what i mean based on that reaction whereas with my dad it's a little bit different you know um but i'm really lucky to have those two people in my life to kind of bounce ideas off of because like i said they're two tremendous and gifted songwriters and to have that as kind of a a sounding board for my own ideas uh, you know i feel very blessed
0: yeah absolutely i mean and again as i mentioned at the beginning i love the music the family legacy is fun too, just seeing that relationship with your father. (laughs) And uh, I mean, to you, he's dad, right? But I'm very interested to know just over time and the experiences you've had and being with him and even your mother, which is very important in your life. Is it weird or have you gotten used to the idea for people to see them the way that probably the public sees them as like these legendary types and I do really mean that or is it just you've gotten used to it at this point in your life and it's just mom and dad and that's really all that is the most important thing to you obviously you know yeah. as as a just on a very visceral level as a human being
1: sure yeah I mean a little bit of both to to me they're obviously my parents and I see them in a vastly different light you know my mom doesn't live a very public life so I'm sure most people don't even really know and maybe some of them who are bigger fans have like read one of my dad's books and gotten a glimpse into the life from that but even then i don't think that paints a very accurate picture of who my mother is you know i mean the the book was a lot lot of hyperbole you know and it's all right you're you're trying to sell books you know what i mean so it's right but uh the truth obviously is somewhere in the middle between the two sides that are presented and um as for my dad it's like yeah i mean I've kind of just adjusted to how people, you know, treat me or perceive me, especially people who are big fans of his. Uh, A lot of people have predetermined notions of who I am before they even meet me. And they either love me or hate me already without knowing anything about me. And that's something that took a long time to get used to, um, especially in uh, the age of the attention economy. You know, you got a lot of people online who are very opinionated and uh, it is what it is, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, thankful and grateful for all the attention that people want to give me that, you know, maybe I, I haven't earned just because of who he is and people's love for for my father. But um, at the same time, I'm always surprised by some of the people, some of the louder voices, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a mixed bag.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, what drives you as a creative, Andrew? What motivates you to get up Every day, and to create to write to put together the fantastic music that you've had i'm just interested to know what makes you tick and go this is something that the public doesn't know about me but i think is what makes me who i am as an individual and as an artist
1: Um, i'm pretty transparent about this stuff but like music uh and creating art in general is like therapeutic for me you know Mm -hmm. like if i wasn't writing songs i'd be writing books you know and eventually later in my life i'll probably switch back over to that method of creative uh endeavors i guess i don't know man i mean at the end of the day like it's something i have to do this is um how i work out a lot of my thoughts and feelings and like i said it's it's very therapeutic so you know when i'm going through some type of uh turmoil i find that shaping that into a song is the best thing for me it just i i get it out you know it's like. If you have a friend that you're having a disagreement with, and maybe they're a sensitive person, and you can't like tell them some of the things you want to say because it's really going to hurt their feelings, you know, you write a note of all the things you would have said to them, you read it, and then you delete it, mm. and it's out of you. You know what I mean? And music is kind of like that. You take all of your innermost thoughts and feelings that maybe you couldn't say to someone or that you would have a hard time expressing any other way and you, and you put it out and it's like a lot of these ideas are are a little esoteric or they're a little, um, enigmatic. You don't really know what people are trying to say. A lot of times when you read the lyrics to a song, you insert your own meaning into it, but it might be completely different than the meaning they prescribed to it when they wrote it, you know? So I don't know. I, I I love that. Um, you know, and it's similar with poetry. I I love that everyone can kind of take what, what they take from things and that's it. So, um, yeah, like I said, for me, it's it's a therapeutic thing. I kind of have to do it. And if I wasn't making music, I'd be doing something else creatively.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Well, one last question, and I really appreciate your time. Yeah, of course. Do you often get solicited for advice for younger musicians that are coming into the business or maybe you cross paths with at a performance or maybe somebody that's opening for you mm-hmm. in that regard? I'm very curious what that interaction is like.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, not just musicians, like uh, a, a or lot creatives of creatives in general. Yeah, creatives yeah, in general. I mean, throughout my life, like um, you know, I, I did a lot of coaching for years before music. Uh, over a decade, I was coaching, you know, professional amateur athletes and mixed martial arts and boxing, kickboxing. and uh, yeah, people always kind of looked to me for some type of advice or guidance in that way. And like, you know, I'm not sitting here trying to say I'm the most qualified person. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, but I have had a, a lot of really different and interesting experiences in my life that have uh, allowed me to form, I would think a unique perspective on stuff. And I'd always try to temper, you know, advice with real world wisdom. So in that sense, yeah. When, um, when younger musicians ask me for advice, it's like, God, the music industry now is just so different than it was when my dad was coming up, you know, and we've had this conversation ad nauseum. It's like a lot of this stuff he thinks is going to be killer and it's going to work. And the way to kind of get over it's, you know, you just can't do that kind of stuff anymore. It's just different. So, you know, my advice to younger musicians is just like, do what you love and don't have any kind of expectation whatsoever. You know, if, you, if you're if you expecting to be like the next big pop star, or make millions of dollars, you know, you're probably going to be disappointed and just do what you love. And if you love it, really, truly, and you express yourself authentically, I think, you know, you'll find people that that love you too. And that's really all you can do. Yeah.
0: You can't go into your industry or anything creatively looking for money and fame because you'll never, well, you might, I guess, depending on which way you go or what you're doing. (laughs) But like to truly be able to create something that's appreciative by the masses or even just like you said, doing what you love, I think is really what matters, right? Because you're yeah. doing it for the, the passion and the creativity of the art, not the other, because the other one would probably be unfulfilling, I would imagine.
1: I, I would say the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I've written um for other artists for, you know, for sync and for all kinds of stuff. And like, that's fulfilling in a, in a certain way. But when you know, it, you know, you're not writing something that's like from the heart, artistically, you're writing something for like, specifically for commercial consumption, I mean, you're sacrificing a little bit of your integrity as an artist. And at the end of the day, you know, you have to be okay with what you're doing. And I think a lot of people that would consider themselves artists, it's a tough time because there's a fundamental disconnect between, you know, like the the area where art and commerce meet, you know, that's, mm. there's not a lot of joy in that area. And a lot of people create, you know, I guess, out of suffering, but also out of, out of joy. It's like the end result when you create something, even if it comes from suffering is usually joy. But if you're doing that and you have to sacrifice some sense of your authenticness or identity, it's, I mean, that's tough, man. That's tough. So yeah, Yeah. I think, you know, these days there's a lot of folks that do just want to be famous, you know, that are like clout chasing or whatever, and they don't really have uh, any type of creative outlet, um, and it's a tough time for artists because there are a lot of artists out there that are massively talented that you will never see because they're not comfortable with presenting themselves they have to the way they have to present themselves on social media you know
0: yeah and that i think is what drives a lot of music now is social media presence and how many followers you have i can only imagine what your father <laughs> must think <laughs> about the industry now and just be like
1: it's tough yeah yeah it's yeah. tough
0: yeah. Well, congratulations on everything. It was fun watching hey. your part of this documentary, of course. And your music is great. I'm excited. If people want to listen, are you doing a tour this summer? What What are your plans for that? Because I think people would be interested.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm working on more music right now. Um, I'll be touring more in the fall. And there's actually some really big stuff on the horizon in 2024. Uh, the way everything moves and shakes in this industry, things get booked really far out. Um, and so, yeah, I went through like a transitional period with management and with my booking agency and all that stuff. So right now we're getting everything sorted. So that 2024 can be our biggest year yet. But in the meantime, we're going to play a smattering of shows, uh, locally in California and later this year, maybe some stuff out of state and, uh, continue to release new music. I got a new EP coming out in a few weeks, um, new single with that. And, uh, yeah, just a lot of fun stuff coming up. So anybody that wants to check me out, you can hit me up. Andrew Hagar Official on Instagram, TikTok. Find me on Facebook and my music is under Andrew Hagar on all streaming sites. So
0: And if you're ever in the Colorado area, I'm there because that's where we're located. So awesome. yeah, we'll, Hopefully gradu- we'll be back there too. <laughs> yeah. Well congratulations on everything, Andrew, and thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you, Brad. I appreciate you.